And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Tas Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Thursday, January 14th. The first thing you need to know, probably the only thing you need to know, is that the Houston Rockets traded James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets in a four-team deal. Just before things got really awkward in Houston, the Rockets shipped out a disgruntled James Harden to a team that now has incredible firepower. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden can put 50 on an opponent today. And they have multiple times, all three of them. That's the only team that can say we have three guys who've done it multiple times. So does this make them a contender just because they can score? I say yes. The first question is the chemistry on and off the court. On the court, Will Kyrie Irving enjoy sharing a backcourt with James Harden, sharing the ball with him? Did he sign up for this? No. But I think, especially considering Kevin Durant's smile in the ESPN postgame when he was asked about James Harden joining, that they are going to like each other off the court. I think they can rally around each other off the court and block out the noise from the locker room like a lot of NBA championship teams do. Kevin Durant, in that interview with Cassidy Hubberth, was really, really short. He's about playing ball. Kyrie Irving... We know about his feuds with the media. James Harden, he had a feud with the media the other day. He likes to be short with the media. I think they can all rally around each other like NBA titles teams do and say, it's us in this locker room against everybody else. Now, it sounds kind of dumb for me to be judging their mentality, uh, but I think their championship experience in that locker room. KD has won multiple. Kyrie Irving's won one. James Harden, couple conference finals. Yeah, notoriously hasn't won one. Steve Nash has been through many battles. And so his experience on the floor, uh, I believe, will translate into him being able to bring these guys together. He was the leader in high fives when he was a point guard. It's a big task for Nash, but that's why he's there, because he fits all the criteria. They admire him. He's extremely passionate. He gives a crap about his players. He has experience working one-on-one with Kevin Durant when they were in Golden State. Kevin Durant has experience playing with James Harden. Now, Kyrie Irving is what it sort of all comes back to. He's not with the team, so he is the biggest question mark. But if Kyrie Irving doesn't want to retire early, if he doesn't want to pull a Ricky Williams, he's got an opportunity here to be on a championship-level team. He did sign up to play with Kevin Durant. And James Harden, yeah, is a wrench that has been thrown into the mix here. But again, he's 27. If he doesn't want to retire now, and he's got the opportunity in front of him, I expect him to be back. And that brings us to the biggest on-court question for me. Will they stop anybody? Will they get enough stops to be a championship-level team? I think they can figure that part out, too. Now, they did trade Jared Allen, who was probably their best defender, but I don't think his 27 minutes off the bench was the only reason that they were a pretty decent defensive team this year, 12th ranked in the league. They got some defensive rebounding problems. They got some turnover problems on the other end, which hurts their defense. But 
I think they can start a couple guys that know their role alongside the big three and won't have to score at all. And Bruce Brown, a 6'4 point guard who's been starting recently. Yeah, they're going to be small moving Kyrie and James Harden over if they start Bruce Brown. And then DeAndre Jordan at the five spot who has been contributing. He's only 32 years old. And these guys are getting a little bit older. But then Jeff Green, who was a small ball five in the playoffs last year with the Houston Rockets, did a decent job of that. Timothy Luawu Cabarro. I think they can make it work around these guys. There's a passion and a desire amongst the top three that will trickle down. That's what defense is. If you want to do it, you can do it. Do they have the personnel? No, I guess they don't have typical defensive personnel, but Kevin Durant can be a really good defender. Kyrie Irving was the starting point guard on a championship team with the Cleveland Cavaliers when his backcourt partner was J.R. Smith, who played pretty decent. And James Harden, uh, it's kind of like Kyrie Irving. When they want to play defense, they can be good. James Harden will have less of a burden on the offensive end. There's no excuses not to play defense. He's shown that he can, if he wants, get his hands in there. Same with Kyrie. Uh, I, I think... When it comes down to it, when the chips are on the table, as they say in the business, which business, I don't know, the Lay's business, they'll be good enough. I think they can get it done. Let's move on to the Houston Rockets in this deal. Did they get enough for James Harden? Yes and no. They got enough draft capital, that's for sure. They got three unprotected Brooklyn Nets first round picks. They also got a first round pick that originally belonged to the Milwaukee Bucks, and they got the right to swap Four first-round picks with the Brooklyn Nets. So if the Nets are bad, yeah, it could look like the time that the Nets traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, emptied their cupboard for him. They got bad. The Celtics got all these great picks, but I don't think that's going to happen. Great job by Raphael Stone in the Rockets' front office to reaccumulate draft assets. But did they get a good young player back? No, they didn't. They didn't get Karis LeVert. They got Victor Oladipo from the Indiana Pacers, 28-year-old, who's looking like the old Victor Oladipo, but isn't signed past this year. They got Australian Dante Exum, who can't stay on the floor, and they got Latvian Rodion's Kuruks. So they didn't get a young star. That's the unfortunate part for them. Did well to sort of uh, reaccumulate those assets. Not so much in the on-court player department, especially because Victor Oladipo isn't signed past this year. Will he even be a member of the Pacers Next year, I'm not sure. So did the Rockets really acquire any players long-term? No. But let's give Raphael Stone a B-plus just because of all those assets that he could turn into other players uh, via trade down the road. Let's move on to the Indiana Pacers, who did get Karis LeVert in this deal, essentially for Victor Oladipo. They got a young star who signed long-term in Indiana you can't really grab free agents uh, because the Pacers just haven't typically been able to do that. So you get a guy who's a, a young guy on a great deal to go along with Malcolm Brogdon, DeMontis Sabonis, TJ Warren when he's back, Jeremy Lamb when he's back, Doug McDermott who's been playing better this year, Miles Turner who's having his best year because he's shooting threes and leading the league in block shots. This is the typical can they do it by committee team. Can't wait to see it. Uh, in the playoffs, because Nate Bjorkren has these guys playing. They're 7-4, and four, uh, and they have potential to knock a lot of teams off. A-plus for them. A-plus also for the Cleveland Cavaliers that sent out Dante Axum in a Bucks first-round pick 
for Jared Allen, young center from the Nets, and Torian Prince from the Nets as well and his $13 million contract for next season. So that's a, a part of why I believe uh, the Cavs had to take on Torian Prince because of his contract. But the Cavs get a young, big center. They now have thousands of centers, it, it feels like. They have uh, so many. Uh, and they've got big guys and Andre Drummond and Kevin Love and, and Larry Nance and JaVale McGee. So if you're looking for a center Toronto Raptors, that's where you look. Moving on to game action. Kristaps Porzingis played his first game of the season. He is back from injury. Classic Porzingis in a route over Charlotte. He hit four threes, looking and feeling good. In a battle of teams at the bottom of the West, the Timberwolves took on the Grizzlies. The Wolves getting Carl Anthony Towns back healthy. Great news for them. He played in his second game since returning from a wrist injury. Looked like they were going to win this game and move on to four and five on the season. Somewhat respectable. That's when I tweeted, Minnesota having cat back. They've got a direction. Houston with this new direction, with James Harden gone, they're looking all right. The Memphis Grizzlies will never quit on a game. Will there be a bad team in the Western Conference? <laughs> That's when the Grizzlies came back big in this one. They destroyed the Wolves in the fourth quarter. The Grizzlies had 80 points in the paint in this game. 80 That is ridiculous. I'm not sure that any team has ever done that. 80 inside, 38 outside of the paint. And that's the problem with the Wolves. They let everybody score. Everybody. Carl Anthony Towns after the game said, that's a player-driven loss. I agree. That's why Jonas Valanciunas had 24 and 16 season highs on the inside. You can't let that happen, but the Wolves do that. They have the 28th or the 29th ranked defense, depending on where you like to get your stats from. More stats. Milwaukee played Detroit. Jeremy Grant led the Pistons in scoring for the 10th straight game. I just like that stat. Even though they lost, the Bucs win that game. Portland-Sacramento, Damian Lillard had 40 in a win over Sac. The Lakers destroyed the Thunder. Not even close. LeBron must be bored. The Clippers, they beat the Pelicans, who didn't have Zion Williamson, who's contact tracing. They also didn't have Lonzo Ball or Eric Bledsoe. So second-year player from Canada, Nikhil Alexander-Walker got the start and scored 37. Great for him. Last thing you need to know before I go, two more games have been postponed due to health and safety protocols. These were going to take place on Friday. The Wizards and Pistons and the Golden State Warriors and Phoenix Suns will be played on later dates. That makes it nine contests this year that have been postponed. The NBA in response is now adding a third test that players must go through in order to play. This one's going to be early on game days that's going to produce a result before the game in order to avoid a situation like the Sixers, Seth Curry finding out he's positive while he's on the bench in a first quarter last week against the Brooklyn Nets. That is it for me. Make sure you check out our emergency podcast on the James Harden trade plus the full-length Thursday No Dunks episode. I'll be back on Friday to give you the news as fast as I possibly can. Take care. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events 
the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.